Welcome to Zichud Daf Siman Ram Golda and Tirim Zechus Yavamas Daf Mem Dal the fourth parakel Cholos Vimto. So the three topics we're going to focus on. Number one, the Mishnah on the bottom Daf Mem Gemot Mem Beis stated, if four brothers were married to four women and then died, if the eldest of the surviving brothers wants to take all of the widows in Yibum, he has the rishus to do so. The one this stuff challenges this ruling based on a brisa that states it's written the parsha of Yibum with Dibru Elav. And the elders shall speak to him. This teaches that they give him advice that is fitting for him. For example, if he was young and the Yavama was old, or he was old and she was young, they would say to him, what do you have to do with a young woman? Or what do you have to do with an older woman? Go after a woman that's around the same age as you and do not bring strife into your home. Similarly, since the brother will have difficulty supporting four wives, you should not do even to all of them. The Gemara answers that he has the means to provide for them. The reason the Mishnah only listed four wives and not more is it's the Toba Kamashmon because it's providing good advice that you take only four so that they own not the intimate relations with each of them should be at least once a month. Point number two, the mission stated if one was married to two women and he died, Biasa or the Yavam, having relations or doing Khalitsa with one of them, exempts her Sara. When the Gemara asks that the Yavim should be required to take both in Yibam, Rechiyah bar Abba said, in the name of Yochanan, the Pasuk states, Asher leiv nez beis achiv, so that he should not build his brother's house. This teaches, Bais echod hu batim. The Yavim builds one house for his brother, but he doesn't build two houses. When the Gemara then suggests he does chalitza with both wives, Marzutra bar Tuvi answered that the Pasuk states, Beis chalitza na'al, the house of the removed shu. This teaches by batim. He performs chalitz with one house, meaning one widow, and not two houses. And point with you, the Gemara revises in an earlier statement that Rabbi Yosef said in the name of Rabbi Shimberebi to be modim All agree regarding one who had relations with a woman prohibited under the penalty of karas that the child born from that marriage is pogum. He's tainted in regard to the kuna. Rush explains that if the child is a girl, then she's like a halala and is possible to marry a Kohen. The more explains that the term hakol modim, all agree, is coming to include Rabbi Yeshua, who holds ein mamzer mechai no mamzer results from a relationship that's prohibited under a penalty of karas. Even though no mamzer results, it's still tainted to the kahuna. This is learned from a kavachomer, from an almana, just as an almana to a kongado, shein isur shavu b'kol, whose prohibition is not uniform for everyone since only a kohen gadol is prohibited to her, but not pagum. Nevertheless, her child is tainted to the kahuna, a woman who is prohibited under penalty of chorus. She is sur shavu whose prohibited status is equal to everyone, all the more so her child is pagum. And if you'll say that this can be refuted because the almana herself is mischalelis, she becomes a chalala, so too here, kevin shba'allah asa'a zona. The man who was forbidden to her by having relations with her has made her into a zona. Well, she explains that a zone is also prohibited to a Kohen. So once again, the three points are number one. The mission on the bottom of Daf Mem Gemama Bay stated, If four brothers were married to four women and then died, If the eldest of the surviving brothers wants to take all of the widows in Yibum, he has the rishos to do so. The one on this stuff challenges this ruling based on a brisa that states, It's written the parsha of Yibum with Dibru Elav. And the elders shall speak to him. This teaches that they give him advice that is fitting for him. For example, if he was young and the Yavama was old, or he was old and she was young, they would say to him, what do you have to do with a young woman? Or what do you have to do with an older woman? Go after a woman that's around the same age as you and do not bring strife into your home. Similarly, since the brother will have difficulty supporting four wives, you should not do even to all of them. The Gemara answers that he has the means to provide for them. The reason the Mishnah 
only listed four wives and not more is it's a toba kamashmon because it's providing good advice that you take only four so that the onna, the intimate relations with each of them, should be at least once a month. Pointing to the mission state, if one was married to two women and he died, biasa or the yavam, having relations or doing chalitza with one of them, exempts her sara. When the Gemara asks that the Yavim should be required to take both of Yibam, Rebbe Bar Abba said, in the name of Rebbe Yochanan, the Pasuk states, Asher Oliv Nez Beis Ochiv, so that he should not build his brother's house. This teaches, Bais Echod Hubona Ve'ena Bonishne Batim. The Yavim builds one house for his brother, but he doesn't build two houses. When the Gemara then suggests he does Chalitza with both wives, Marzutra Bartuvi answered that the Pasuk states, Beis Chalitza Na'al, the house of the removed shoe. This teaches buys echadu cholitz ve'ino cholitz shnei batim. He performs cholitz with one house, meaning one widow, and not two houses. And point with you, the Gemara revises in an earlier statement that Rabbi Yosef said in the name of Rabbi Rebbe to be hakom modim bebal chayve krisus shavrad pagum. All agree regarding one who had relations with a woman prohibited under the penalty of karas that the child born from that marriage is pagum. He's tainted in regard to the kahuna. Rush explains that if the child is a girl, then she's like a halala and is possible to marry a Kohen. The more explains that the term hakomodim, all agree, is coming to include Rabbi Yeshua, who holds a mamzer no mamzer results from a relationship that's prohibited under a penalty of karas. Even though no mamzer results, it's still tainted to the kahuna. This is learned from a kavachomer from an almana, just as an almana to a kongado, shein isura shavabakol, whose prohibition is not uniform for everyone since only a kohen gadol is prohibited to her, but not pagum. Nevertheless, her child is tainted to the kahuna, a woman who is prohibited under penalty of course, She is sur shavabakol, whose prohibited status is equal to everyone, all the more so her child is pagum. And if you'll say that this can be refuted because the almana herself is mischalelis, she becomes a chalala, so too here, kevin shaba'allah asa'a zona. The man who was forbidden to her by having relations with her has made her into a zona. Well, she explains that a zone is also prohibited to a Kohen. All right, so now we go to a Simidoff Memdalad, and her standard simon is mud. Mud. So here goes. When the rich villager who made four mud huts for four widows from his four deceased brothers was stopped from making two mud huts for a single brother, he threw the mud away, and it accidentally splattered onto a girl who was pugged to the Kahuna because her parents had an Issachar's relationship. Once again, slow motion. When the rich villager who made four mud huts, mud huts, that must be more enough, mem dalit, mud. When the rich villager who made four mud huts for four widows from his four deceased brothers, which reminds us, the mission on the bottom of Daf Mem Gamal Mabe stated, if four brothers were married to four women and then died, if the eldest of the surviving brothers wants to take all the widows in Yibum, he has a permission to do so, even though the elders gave a Yavim advice that's fitting for him and supporting four wives would be difficult. In this case, he has the means to support them. The reason the Mishnah only listed four wives and not more is because it's providing good advice that he only take four, so that the Onad, the intimate relations with each of them, be at least once a month. So, when the rich villager who made four mud huts for four widows from his four deceased brothers was stopped from making two mud huts for a single brother, which reminds us the reason that a Yavim does not do Yibum to two wives of a deceased brother is based on the passage that states, I shall leave Nez Beis Achib, so that he should not build his brother's house. This teaches, the Yavim builds one house for his brother, but he doesn't build two houses. He doesn't do chalitza with both wives, for the Pasuk Garden Chalitza says, Beis chalitza na'al, the house of the removed shoe. This teaches, He performs chalitza with one house, meaning one widow, and not two houses. So, 
when the rich villager who made four mud huts for four widows from his four deceased brothers was stopped from making two mud huts for a single brother, he threw the mud away and it accidentally splattered onto a girl who was pugum to the kahuna because her parents had and is a karis relationship. Which reminds us that Gamora revises an early statement that Rabbi Yosef said in the name of Rabbi Shimba Rebbe to be a komodim bebal chavi krisa shavrad pugum. All agree regarding one who had relations with a woman prohibited under the penalty of chorus that the child born from that marriage is pagum, she's tainted in regard to the kahuna. Rashi explains that if the child is a girl, then she's like a chalala and is puzzled to marry a kohen. The Gemara explains that the term all agree, hakomodim, is coming to include Rabbi Yeshua who holds a mamzer machavi krisas. No mamzer results from a relationship that's prohibited under penalty of chorus. Even though no mamzer results, it's still tainted to the kahuna. This is learned from a kavachomer from an almana. So once again, when the rich villager who made four mud huts for four widows from his four deceased brothers was stopped from making two mud huts for a single brother, he threw the mud away and it accidentally splattered on Togru's pagum to the kahuna because her parents had an Issachar's relationship. All right, now it's time for a four blabak chazara. Daf Mem, so the simmer Daf Mem is a swimming pool. So here goes. The father who inherited a swimming pool, swimming pool, that must be more Daf Mem, Mayim. The father who inherited a swimming pool after Yibum was done for his deceased son, which reminds us, there's a Malchogos Tana Kamer regarding who inherits the deceased brother's property, his father or the Yavam. The Tana Kamer holds it's the Yavam for the Pasuk states, Yakum HaShem Achiv, he shall succeed in the name of the deceased brother, whereas Rabbi Yudah holds it's the father for the Pasuk refers to the Yavam as the Bechor to teach that he is Kabachor like a Bechor. Just as a Bechor, even though he gets an extra share of the inheritance, does not get any of it while his father is still alive, so to the Yavam has none of the inheritance while his father is alive. So the father who inherited a swimming pool after Yibum was done for his deceased son hosted a Shniyas of a Chalutza swimming party, which reminds us the next Mishnah states, One who did Chalitza with his Yavam is Asr to her relatives, and she is Asr to his relatives. Rabban decreed that since a Chalutza is similar to Gerusha, the relatives that are forbidden to a husband and his ex-wife should apply to a Chalutza as well. The Gemara asked that the Rabban decree Shniyas should be forbidden to a Chalutza or not. Do we say that they only were goes to Shniyas where the primary relative is an Erev Adaraisa, but for a Chalutza, in which the primary relatives are only the Rabbanan, they did not, or were they Gozer Shniyos? In any case, the Gemara brings up proof that they were Gozer Shniyos from the fact that Ben Bito, his daughter's son, is forbidden to the Chalutza, and that is a Shniyah relationship. So, the father who inherited a swimming pool after Yibum was done for his deceased son hosted a Shniyos of a Chalutza swimming party and invited a Yavum who did Chalutza and was upset he couldn't marry the Tzara of the sister of his Chalutza. Which reminds us, the mission stated, Muta Adam Krobus Tsar's Chalutza so, Vasabat Tsar's Krobus Chalutza so. The Yavam is permitted to the relatives of the Tsar of his Chalutza, but is prohibited to the Tsara of the relatives of his Chalutza. The Gemara explains that regarding the relative of the Chalutza, referring to her sister, who accompanies her to Bastin, the Rabban decreed that she should be treated like the Chalutza herself, and her Tsara should become forbidden. Rashi clarifies that people might mistakenly think that the sister is the Chalutza, and if the Yavam ever married the sister's Tsara, People might think that he's doing Yibum with his Chalutza's Tzara, and that he's permitted to do so. Therefore, the Rabban prohibited one from marrying the Tzara of his Chalutza's sister. Daf Memov, so the similar Daf Memov is a grandma. So here goes. The grandma, grandma, that must mean we're in Daf Memov. The grandma who found that her grandson was Mekadosh, the sister of a Yavama, after her other grandson passed away, and then his wife died. Which reminds us, Gemara asks, What is the din in the case 
of where a brother was Makadish, the sister of a Yavama, who was waiting for Yibum, and the sister dies. Is the brother permitted to the Yavama? Rav and Rebekina both say he is permitted to take the Yavama, and Shmuel and Ravasi say that he is forbidden to take. Rav said that Rav's reason for permitting the Yavama is because she is the Yavama who was initially permitted to the Yavama, then forbidden, and then permitted again. Therefore, it's logical. She returns to her permitted state. Since the Yavama stood before the Yavam in a forbidden state for even one moment, she's forbidden to him forever. So the grandma who found out her grandson was Makadish, the sister of a Yavama, after her other grandson passed away and then his wife died told him he could not do chalitza in the first three months since he could not do yibum, which reminds Rabbi Yossi taught regarding chalitza, the Pasuk states, imo yachbot, and if the man does not wish to take his yabama in yibum, this implies that if he would wish to, he could take her in yibum. From here we learn, whoever can do yibum, can do chalitza, and whoever cannot do yibum, cannot do chalitza. This is the reason that chalitza cannot be done the first three months after the husband's death, since yibum cannot be done then. So, the grand Emma, who found out her grandson was Makadish, the sister of a Yavama, after her other grandson passed away, and then his wife died, told him he cannot do Chalitza in the first three months, since he cannot do Yibum, and that he better not be a naughty boy and run away, because the Yavama will be supported from his property. Which reminds us, it was taught in the Bryce, the Yavama Shlisha Chadashim Rishonin Nizonis Michelle Ball, a Yavama, the first three months after her husband's death, she receives financial support from her husband's estate. From then on, she receives no support, neither from her husband's estate or from the Yavam. Amad Bedinu Barach Nizonis Michel Yavam. If he, the Yavam, was brought to Din by the Yavama for refusing to do Yibum or Chalitza and he ran away, then she is supported from the Yavam's property. The lucky is that if she fell to a Yavam Katan, a Yavam who is a minor, she does not receive support. Mishamaya Kansua, she has been penalized by Shemaim. Her husband is not responsible for her losing out. Daf Membeis. So the Simmer Daf Membeis is a mobster. So here goes. The mobster. Mobster. That must mean we're in Daf Membeis. The mobster who was fuming when he was told he'd have to wait three months from the time one woman was given her get before he could marry her. Which reminds us, Rav explains that even though Rav holds that a woman must wait three months to remarry from the time of the giving of her get and not from the time of the writing, Rav would agree that in the case of a chalitza, three months are counted from the husband's death based on a kavachomer. If you permit the Yavam, who was previously forbidden to the Yavama by Nisakaris, to take her in Yibam three months after her husband's death, then Kavachomer, a new husband who was previously forbidden to her based on a love that prohibits the Yavama to marry until after she does Chalitza, should be permitted to marry her three months after the husband's death. So the mobster who was fuming when he was told he had to wait three months from the time one woman was given her get before he could marry her, or three months after the previous marriage of another woman to determine the yichus of the child, which reminds us, the Mishnah said that all women must wait three months after the previous marriage before entering Erison or Nesuan. The Gemara asks that while it's necessary for a Yavama to wait three months to determine if she's pregnant, so that the Yavam will not come to sin, what harm is there if it turns out a woman is pregnant from her previous husband? Rav Nachman said in the name of Shmuel that it says in the Parsha Brismila, to be a god to you and to your offspring after you. Rashi explains that the Shekhinah will only dwell on those whose yichus can be traced to his father. Postponing a marriage three months will clarify if the child is from the first marriage or not. So the mobster was fuming when he was told he'd have to wait three months from the time one woman was given her get before he could marry her, or three months after the previous marriage of another woman to determine the yichus of the child, blew his top when he was told he wasn't even permitted to marry a third woman because she was 
pregnant. Which reminds us, the Quran asks why man may not marry a pregnant woman since there's no confusion as to who the father is. After the first few explanations are rejected, the Quran answers, The average pregnant woman eventually becomes a nursing woman and the Rabbana were concerned that she might become pregnant while nursing and the milk will sour, which will lead to the infant's death. So once again, the mobster who was fuming when he was told he'd have to wait three months from the time one woman was given her get before he could marry her, or three months after the previous marriage of another woman to determine the yichus of the child, blew his top when he was told he wasn't even permitted to marry a third woman because she was pregnant. Daf Mem Gimel. So the Simon Daf Mem Gimel is a magazine. So here goes. The magazine on Psak Magazine. That must be on Daf Mem Gimel. The magazine on Psak called Halakha Kastam, which reminds us that Rabbi Yobo gave over to Rabbi Nachum rules of Psak, such as Stam, Ba'akakach Machlokas, Halakha Kastam. So the magazine on Psak called Halakha Kastam had a special entering into Arison chart detailing which days are excluded from the count for a nursing mother and widow, which reminds us the more rules regarding the waiting period required for a nursing woman and a widow before they're permitted to enter Arison. A nursing woman needs to wait 24 months, excluding the day the child was born and excluding the day she enters Arison. And a widow needs to wait three months, excluding the day her husband died and excluding the day she enters into Arison. So the magazine on Psak called Halakha Kastam had a special entering into Arison chart detailing which days are excluded from the count for a nursing mother and widow, as well as a feature article on why Almana cannot enter Arison during the 30 days of Avelis, even though she can wash her clothes. Which reminds us, the Mishnah of Mem of Amadav stated, Rabbi Yossi says, All previously married women may enter into Arison at once, except for a widow who is forbidden to enter Arison for 30 days because of the morning following her husband's death. Rav the questions Rabbi Yossi based on the Kabbalah Homer. If in the morning period during which it's forbidden to launder clothing, referring to the week that Tishba falls within, yet it's permissible to enter into Arison, then in a morning period during which it's permissible to launder clothing, referring to the 30 days of Avelis, is it not logical that it's permissible to enter into Arison? So how can Rabbi Yossi prohibit Arison during this time? After a long analysis and one explanation, Ravashi provides an alternative answer. Shani Avelis Chadashim Avelis Yoshana recent morning is different than ancient morning, but Shani Avelis the Rabbim Avelis the and a communal mourning is different than a personal mourning since the loss we mourn for in Tishabab is not a fresh loss and it's a communal loss. The mourning is not as strict and therefore entering into Arison then is permitted. All right, so that concludes today's year. This is Rabbi Ram Golden Zichur. a great day and great learning.